When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Your smart speakers just say play ESPN. The ESPN app, you know what to say, one app, one tap. Download the podcast. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. By the way, you can call us at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, or follow us on Twitter at KJ and Max. The NBA trade deadline Whoa. It was, you know what it was, guys? It was a tale of three cities. It was the best of times in Philly. It was the best of times in Brooklyn. And it was the worst of times in L.A. First, although I don't, I have a different feeling about what Westbrook could still do. First, the deal that did happen. The Nets traded James Harden and Paul Millsap to the Sixers for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first-rounders, an unprotected pick in 2022 and a protected one in 2027. Okay, so that was a trade that happened. Philly had to give up Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two firsts, along with uh, ben, Simmons. ben Simmons, to get James Harden. The trade that did not happen, the Lakers. No moves at the deadline. You know, beyond just Russell Westbrook, right? I just assumed when they put this roster together – that they'd make a move for 3 and D guys at the deadline. Because if you have Westbrook, LeBron, and AD in the same lineup, you need two guys who don't need the ball, can shoot the three, and can play some defense. You need, asset, you need assets to trade, brother. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. You ain't got nothing. Here is Michael Wilbon on PTI. Part of why they went down the bowl is because they never tried anything that should have been tried with Russell Westbrook before you get to 55 starts, which he's made. Put him on the second unit, bring him off the bench, and let him have the ball and be Russell Westbrook without LeBron on the floor. Don't tell me it's an insult. Scottie Pippen was a, was a, a off-the-bench player with a second unit and a great one for championship teams. So the, the, the notion that it's an insult is just dumb and lazy. Russell Westbrook, they're now going to try that with him. They should have done it a long time ago. That trade doesn't make any difference. Because the Lakers are done. They are toast. So let's move to something else. I, I don't know if the Lakers are done. Um, I don't see them winning a championship, but I still think this team can compete. By the way, like three, four months ago, Key and I were on this show talking about what role Russell Westbrook would need to play in order to be successful. He should be coming off the bench. That's easy. We've been saying that. The question is, can Russell accept that? Russell needs to rebound and push the ball and be Russ when LeBron is not in the game. When LeBron is in the game, the next step in the iteration of Russell Westbrook, which he has never been, by the way, is he has to be a cerebral point guard. Russell Westbrook has always been one of the best reactionary players in the game of basketball. Speed, innate ability to attack the rim, super athletic ability, a relentless approach. When have you seen Russell Westbrook have to think the game? 
When we talk about point guards, oh, understand time and pace, right? Key, you talked about that play the other day, sideline, out of bounds. He takes the ball, everybody's walking up the court. He pushes it, rushes to the rim. LeBron's like, what are you doing? Time and space, dude. Understand who you're playing with and how to navigate that. If Russ can work on that aspect, which I don't think comes natural to him, I think it gives the Lakers a chance. He just doesn't know how to control that. He's never had to have situational awareness key and think through the game because his athletic ability has allowed him to exceed that. You know, Jay, you say it's difficult, right, for him to come off of the bench because whatever. He's a superstar. Ego is his superstar, whatever. Mike Wilbon says the same thing. But if you are LeBron James, are you the leader of the team? Do you go to him and have a sidebar conversation as this is the best for the team? And you sell him on the idea of when you were the guy doing this at OKC, I wasn't on the team. AD wasn't on the team. You were the guy who had the floor and was able to do it. So now we're giving you the floor for those 30 minutes a game to allow you to do what you did as a triple-double king in OKC. Do you sell it to him that way? You have no other choice, Key. You have no other choice, right? And I guess I would ask you this, because you're in L.A. You've known Russ for a while. He's 33 years old. I heard Will Bond say this. He said, Scottie Pippen accepted it. I said, do you think Russell Westbrook has ever, ever in his career compared himself to Scottie Pippen? Ever? Like, I think that's going to be it's one of the problems. Pip- Pippen, the was ch- a, Pippen was a better player than Westbrook. That's one of the problems that Westbrook would be like, Pippen, I'm not Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen was, was I, a it's six-time all, it's champion. All about, it's, but it's, but it's all about player. how you communicate I agree, Key. something to somebody to get them to do what you need them to do. You don't go in there demeaning his skills and telling him anything about, you ain't Scottie Pippen and making no, him course, feel like course. that. You, you have a conversation. No, no, what I mean is know. key. Key, what I'm saying is the problem with Westbrook, and I love Westbrook because he's just attack. The problem is he would take being called Pippen as an insult, not understand. Actually, see, that's not an I, insult. That's a, but see, you want to be I don't, that. I don't know that to be true, having known him since losing her high school in junior high when he was in junior high. I, I don't know him to be that way. It's all about the approach. When you deal with high-level athletes, it's the approach. Yeah. He is not – his fallout with KD – for instance, it's the approach. It was you just left in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. You didn't tell me, hey, man, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking about doing this, you know, this week. It's the half of the season. I'm going to get out of here next year. You, it's the approach. It's how you communicate with somebody like that. If you go to him, and, I, and this is what I think, and you say to Westbrook, we need you to make this run, but we need you to do it with the second unit because that's our best – position for you to be able to get on the floor because LeBron has the ball. He's basically the point guard. You're in the corners. You're not a guy who can pull the trigger at the level in which we need you to. But if we put you on the floor by yourself, it's all you. You can, you you going to fill it up. You might go you are uh what was it what was his name and I lost his name. Who? Uh, Williams Will. from the Clippers. Lou, Lou Will. Lou Will. You, you are Lou Will. Jamal Crawford. Yeah. You're Jamal Crawford. You're Lou Will from, from the Clipper days. You just go and fill it up. It's all yours for 20, 25, 30 minutes. Go get yourself some buckets. 
I bet you he go, yeah, that sounds about right. And, Key, you know what else I would tell him, too, if you're LeBron? Hey, man, just because you're open and you're wide open doesn't mean that you have to shoot it. Attack. Absorb that space. You know, a lot of times when players see defenders that are playing seven feet off of them, they get into this psychological battle with themselves. Like, oh, let me prove to you. There's, I a can reason, shoot there's a reason I'm, they're giving they're, the coach. There's a reason they're giving you the space. Yeah, but watch this and gobble up all that space. I much rather see Russ gobble up that space and post up key, and be a well, playmaker yeah. out of the post instead of settle. And once again, this all doesn't fall on Russ, but I do think the energy that Russ could bring to this team, if channeled in the right way, could be uplifting for them. But they could make a turn. He's got he's got a little bit of a he's got a little bit of a. Ben Simmons' problem because they're going to lay off of him. But what he can do when they lay off of him is he can now just get in the key, whatever. Yeah, back down, boom, push out to the dudes that can shoot. Or just simply, just because a dude laying off of you, don't mean you can't blow past him. Right, and Westbrook has the ability to do all All that. that. And I think, Jay, one of the things that is surprising to me is LeBron James' presence on the team. Right, and you brought this up, the fact that, hey, Russ, if the ball's in your hands, now what is LeBron, a spot-up three-point shooter? What is he, a roll man? Like, what, what, Down what, the stretch, right, yeah. In a pick and roll. What, are you, what are we really talking about? That's not, this dude is a million, you know, he, he goes to the finals every year. So he understands who LeBron is. And what's weird to me is, I, and I thought that they would have to bring in some shooters, even if it wasn't 3 and D, guys who could really pure, like, pure shooters onto the team. They didn't do that. But what's weird to me is I think of Westbrook like pure energy. You guys ever see like X-Men? Mm-hmm. They have the one dude, uh, what's his name? Cyclops, I think, who could just shoot. He has energy shooting out of his eyes. But the problem is every time he opens his eyes, this energy shoots out. So they have to give him these special sunglasses, right? So that when he takes them off, he can shoot lasers at it and then he puts them back on. I thought of Westbrook like the energy that LeBron could harness and focus and shoot when he needs. But instead, it's like, it's like destroying the team. I'll tell you, Key, one last thing. When you go into a pick and roll down the stretch, I'll have Russell set the pick for LeBron, and I'll have AD on the weak side flare up when Russell rolls. You got the job, head coach. Let's go. I, I haven't <laughs> seen them run it. It's mind-boggling to me. Yeah, I think you guys are right. It's more of a like you got to approach Westbrook the right mm-hmm. way. The NBA is on ESPN Radio. I haven't given up on the Lakers. Tune in tomorrow night as the Warriors host the Lakers. Presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 8 Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. Russell Westbrook is an MVP who stayed put, but is another MVP to be on the, about to be on the move. That's next. Keyshawn J. Willemax. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you 
to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Awards night headlined by Aaron Rodgers claiming his fourth MVP. I'd like to thank Matt LaFleur and his perfectly groomed eyebrows. You're a huge part of this. I love you. I appreciate you. Thanks for trusting me and making things easy for me. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max brought to you by Mako. When life throws you uh-ohs, just say better get Mako and go to Mako.com to get an online estimate today. Tim Hasselbeck with us giving us Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Good morning, Tim. Morning. What's up, Tim, man? You, What's up, Key? You know, you know these tunes that's playing right here? Come on. Why would you think I didn't, Key? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I just, I love you know. Hey, man. Right there. I love it. Hey, <laughs> man, you know, I got. I just got to ask. It's a little bit of the halftime performance for the Super Bowl. That's all. Tim, Aaron Rodgers is accepting his fourth career M- NFL MVP uh, Thursday last night at the NFL Honors in Los Angeles. He said he would decide what he wants to do in 2022 in the, and I quote, near future, that he's not going to keep a lot of people waiting. Um, in the rest of his postseason awards conference, he seemingly laid out cases for like every possible scenario, right? Um, and the quote is, the best decision for me moving forward, not really place, more just like, what does it feel like to commit to a season if that's what I want to do? What do you think happens with Aaron Rodgers? I think he stays in Green Bay. Thought he was going to stay in Green Bay last year. Um, you know, I've kind of, I think there are a couple factors here with this for me. Um, the most important one is I think he's virtually untradeable. Mm. I don't know how, like, what's the value? What do you, what, what would you have to get? Remember, he's under contract. What's been different about these other scenarios that people like to say when they're like, hey, you know, Peyton Manning, you know, he went to Denver. Well, they cut him because they were going to draft, they were drafting Andrew Luck. You know, Tom Brady was a free agent. Like, Aaron Rodgers is under contract. Well, Stafford got traded, so, you know. Yeah, I know, but Stafford isn't Aaron Rodgers. No. So, so the point is. <laughs> Nobody even, like, he was different. a valuable so, so, so you bring up Stafford. Yep. Sta- what was Stafford? Two, two firsts and a third. Two and firsts and a third. <laughs> and golf. Yeah. So, like, so what's the value? I mean, I, I'm just throwing it out there. Like, is it four first-round picks for a guy that maybe plays one year? You can't do that. Like, if you're, if you're a team, like, let's just, let's say the 49ers, okay? It's not happening. But, like, you can't do, like, if you're John Lynch, you're not doing that. If you're Kyle Shanahan, you're not doing that. So, the, the idea, like, his value is so high because he's been so good and he's not going to play for very long. So, like, I, I just don't, as much as people will want him, Green Bay can't give him up for less than that. So, so Tim, with all that being said, though, right, you start thinking about San Francisco and these different teams. If the Tennessee Titans or the Denver Broncos that most people assume Aaron Rodgers is the answer to the Super Bowl, if he's the answer to the Super Bowl and you're pushing all the chips to the table like the Rams essentially did, 
the price is whatever because I'm getting a Super Bowl out of this. Yeah, I, Would you not look at it yeah. that way? No, I don't no, care. I think some people do look at it that way. But, look, let's say you do that. You better land them. Because if you're Tennessee and you're like, yeah, okay, hey, we're going to do this, and then it doesn't work, mm-hmm. then what happens? Tim, what about the fact, though, that – like I look at the Niners and the, and, and the Packers. Niners just got by, by the Packers. And Garoppolo actually down the stretch made plays and Aaron Rodgers didn't. Man, and if stop. you can replace Aaron Rodgers with someone like Garoppolo, not a world beater, but a good, nice quarterback who can win, and a couple of firsts and a third and another nice player, like from the Packers' point of view, I might think, yeah, that works if, if you don't want to be here anyway. And we already told them last season that we deal them. Maybe, maybe that gets it done. Well, Jordan Love would be their quarterback if they move on from Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's just they, – they've draft, like, I mean, they've made that decision. So, uh, here's what I would say about it in terms of the other reason I think that he ends up being in Green Bay, and we're going through these scenarios, okay? Is, you know, and Key brings up Tennessee. With that receiving crew, with, with that pass-blocking offensive line, like, I, that's not a more attractive spot for me. I think if you were to say, all right – What's the best spot for Aaron Rodgers to win a Super Bowl? Yeah, I think you could say, look, San Francisco, man, they got a lot of good pieces in the way that they're coached. Sure. But I also think you look at Green Bay, especially if he gives them the indication that he's back, which means some way or another, Devontae Adams is probably there even for one year. And so at that point, you're like, wait, wait a second. Isn't his best shot to win a Super Bowl in Green Bay? Mm. Tim Hasselback joining us here, ESPN football analyst on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Tim, I want you to take a listen to what Joe Burrow had to say yesterday on getting out to a fast start, something they have not been able to do in the playoffs just yet. Well, we'd like to start out fast, you know, when they have a really good pass rush. So when they know their team's dropping back and, and throwing the ball, you know, they can kind of tee off. So we want to get out to a strong start. But, you know, whatever the game calls for us, for, for, to, for us to win, we're going to go out and do. If we get behind early, you know, we're not going to panic. So, you know, maybe a, a comeback is going to be necessary, but, you know, we'd like to jump out early and kind of control the game. So, Tim, how important is a quick start, and what do they do if they do fall down early? Well, I mean, listen, it, we, we've seen it for them with the teams they've played in the postseason. Like, their weak link is their offensive line. Like, it's, it's, that's indisputable, and it's shown itself. Now, it didn't hurt them against Tennessee because Tennessee wasn't able to score. But, you know, and then, you know, with Kansas City, he was able to – Burrow was able to escape and make plays – but this front's different. The Rams' front is different than those fronts because of, A, because of the caliber of player that Aaron Donald is, but also the other guys that are also rushing the quarterback. So I think when you look at it that way, yeah, it's more important than it's been. I think it's always been important for Cincinnati. He's been good, and he's been able to bring them back, Burrow, that is. But I think it's just a taller task when you're talking about that front. Yeah, the front is, is going to be very difficult to block. And Aaron Donald, they move him in so many different spots. He plays the nine. He plays the three, the two. I mean, they just move him everywhere. Sometimes they line up Floyd and and Von Miller on one side. Then they line up Aaron Donald and Von Miller together on one side. Then they run games and stunts. So when you look at that and you look at Joe Burrow as this young, snack, crackle, pop guy, Tim, there's a lot of people out there saying that because he hasn't lost I guess a big game, meaning the SEC games as well as playoff games, that this shouldn't be anything for him. Do you see it that way? I I do think that he has a confidence about him that is almost like 
you know, you don't know what you don't know. Like, and, and that, you know, is, is it's kind of interesting. You're, Jay Feely was commenting on McPherson, you know, kicking a, a game-winning kick. He's like, he, he doesn't have the scars, you know. Yeah. Like, he hasn't, he, has, he hasn't had the disappointment. So, he's just like, look, I'm just going out in there and playing. Here's what I think, though, about this situation. You know, I, I think in some ways we've been general about, hey, bad Cincinnati offensive line. Here's the pressure point. Their right guard situation has been a disaster. Uh, Denajay has been a starter in and out of the lineup because of energy, injury. Torres Peck last offseason. Jackson Carmen, who they drafted out of Clemson, has been in and out of the lineup with him. Same thing. Injury been the issue. That is the issue. Because they've juggled guys that have been deficient, you know, kind of matchup-wise, and then communication has been bad. Like, that to me, like, when we say, like, hey, hey, like, really pin it down and then Key's right. Look, they move Aaron Donald around, but they also have the ability to be like, yeah, guess what? We're putting you on Jackson Carmen, and, and we're going to let you wear out Jackson Carmen. And, and so I think that that ends up being the, the true pressure point of, of being able to get to Burrow. So that, that has been, I know a lot of people look, oh, they needed Sewell because they need a left tackle. But in fact, in the NFL, what we find is more than anything, you need no weak links on the offensive line. That's the main thing, and they got a weak link. So that said, is it wise for Burrow to state publicly when essentially like we can't do what we've been doing yeah. to win because it's a good chance that they're going to have to do what they've been doing to win? Now, I think he's kind of saying things like, you know, be like if we're asking Jay, well, what do you guys need to do? Like, oh, we need to make shots. Like, you know what I mean? I think this one was pretty obvious, you know? And I, I was think thinking we don't need it. to make shots. <laughs> I just think like like ultimately, everyone, like it's not a secret. You know what I mean? Like there's a there's a lot of film on everybody at this point. This isn't a secret in terms of, you know, what they struggle with staying out of known passing situations because as soon as you kind of you're able to wind up and cut loose that Rams front, honestly, even pretty good offensive lines have struggled and good quarterbacks have struggled. So, you know, when you can beat a team by, you know, scheme, like how your blitz beats them or, or some of the stuff Key was talking about in terms of, you know, twists and stunts and games and things like that, but then you also are just like, yeah, look, this guy's better than your guy. That's a problem. You know, th- that can make it a really long day. Yeah, Aaron Donald's better than any two of your guys. That's the real problem. Absolutely. Hey, Tim, more pressure. McVay or Stafford or both? Mm. I'm going to let this uh, cop out of both, you know. Um, listen, I this matters for Stafford. Look, I, I don't know that I, I know a guy that's played quarterback in the NFL that hasn't had a ton of admiration for Matthew Stafford as a player. His physical ability – you know, is nearly second and none. I mean, his, his ability to throw a football is incredible. His toughness, I think, has been on display throughout his career, and he's put up huge numbers and, and done, made a lot of really impressive plays. Um, this puts him in a totally different category if he wins a Super Bowl, a, a completely different category. All of category. fame, yeah. Yeah, okay. And then, you know, for McVay, similar thing. Like, picture this. Like, I, I've said, and I said before he ever won a Super Bowl because, you know, I was with Philadelphia for a little bit. Andy Reid, to me, is, like, as good as a coach can be. Like, I, I just – I've seen him coach too many guys and, and seen him do, like, so well, you know, and, and do so many things. 
But before he won a Super Bowl, like his time in Philadelphia, it was like, eh, I mean, Andy Reid, right? Like, I mean, that's, that's how people yeah. talked about him because he had never won a Super Bowl. Four straight yeah. but, NFC championships and a Super Bowl appearance. Yeah. Like in different spots in terms of, you know, NFC championships. And then you go to Kansas City and it's, you know, AFC championship appearances with a bunch of different quarterbacks. But it really wasn't until, like, until Andy wins the Super Bowl that, like, you're kind of allowed to bring it into the conversation. So, like, we can go, hey, McVay's a genius, all you want type stuff. But, like, until you win a Super Bowl, like, you'll never kind of be, be talked about with other guys that have. Tim, can you take yeah. me through the advantages and disadvantages of playing the Super Bowl in your backyard at home? You know what's funny is I, listen, I never played in a Super Bowl. My father and my brother, you know, played in Super Bowls. I do think there's an element of there's, you know, it's such an event, right? And – so travel and family. I can remember when, like when, when Seattle was going to the Super Bowl, like the first call I made was to Matthew, and I was like, look, here's the deal. Like, I'm going to take the tickets off your plate. Like, you just tell me who we're giving tickets to, and I'll handle it all, you know, and end up with, you know, about 100 tickets that I couldn't wait to get out of my hands. But, like, the, the reality is, is, like, there's a lot to it because it's such a big event, and I would just think that – being in the, the comforts of things that you're used to having on a game week when a bunch of other things are kind of thrown at you, I would think it's an advantage. Mm. That's Tim Hasselbeck, ladies and gentlemen. Appreciate it. Yeah. The Timster. Good to be in studio with you guys. Yeah, yeah look at back, this. Baby. Look, this. Make this more look of a at this. Thing. Tim, you, you mentioned your dad. I'm looking at you, you know, at, on the box, and I'm sitting there going, is that Tim or is that his dad? <laughs> Like, I, it, I really yeah. appreciate that. Man. Yeah, that's <laughs> sweet. Sweet of you. Yeah. No, you look being, just like you. Hey, yeah. other than him being six foot eight, like I don't know if it's a compliment, man. No, you look just <laughs> like him. It's crazy. It's already, he already says yeah. dad went to the Super Bowl and he did what else, Key? What else yeah. you got what for Tim today? Well, I didn't hey, tee that question he, up. He, Jay teed he, that up. might have been there. Key might have been. Well, no, he wouldn't have been the Super Bowl. That was the Raiders, though. That was the L.A. Raiders. Super Bowl 18, Key. Ooh. No, I wasn't there. Pride uh -uh. and poise. Well, it was in Tampa. Okay, You you, you ended up in Tampa <laughs> he way there. after that. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. The keys and J's to the game for Super Bowl 56. What's up, What's up? This is Four Downs. All right, time for Four Downs. We're going to give you the keys and J's to the game. Keys got the Rams. J's got the Bengals. Let's start. First down. First down. Well, That's first you, down. Key. Well, I thought I thought I actually thought Max was going to tee it up, but that's okay. I thought Max was going to say first down, but anyway, Matthew Stafford can't turn the football over. If you if you look at Matthew Stafford down the stretch late in the season, he turned the ball over at an alarming rate. He reeled it in in the playoffs, although he made me nervous against the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC Championship game. They drove the length of the field. He threw an interception. He got things under control. And then at the end of the game, he tried to cost them the game, except the DB dropped the football. He cannot afford to do that in the Super Bowl. Sorry about that, Maxi. Not, not, not an issue. All right. Second down time. Second down. Call me Captain Obvious here. But look, the O-line for the Bengals. You just heard Tim Hasselbeck talk about the injuries they had to the right guard. We saw the pressure that the Titans were able to have on a guy like Joe Burrow. He talked about nine sacks in that game. He was able to be elusive, get out of the pocket the following game. So the question is, can 
He can they protect Joe Burrow and can they benefit from having him time to breathe in the pocket because we know what that Rams pass rush defense can bring. Good J to the game. Yes, good J to the game. <laughs> third down. Third down. So you look at the third down situation here for the Rams. One of the things that they've got to do in the secondary is they've got to neutralize Jamar Chase. Everybody assumes Jalen Ramsey is going to be on Jamar Chase the entire game. That's not the case. Raheem Morris has got to dig in to his bag of defensive coordinating, mixing coverages up, confusing Jamar Chase along with Joe Burrow. Sometimes you double-team me. Sometimes you double-team T. Higgins. Third downs, you look for Boyd. Because if I'm Cincinnati, I'm smart. I'm putting Jamar Chase in the slot, a place that Jalen Ramsey has struggled in the past mm. at. But if they do that, Look for a double team and in and out with the safety. If they plan on winning this football game, they have to figure out how to take him out just a little bit. That's interesting because you think, oh, T. Higgins is going to eat. But if you keep switching it up and keep him off balance, I get it. Fourth down time. Fourth down. Fourth down, Jay. We all need one of these. All eyes will be on Jamar Chase as well as they should be. He'll probably lead this team in receiving. But if T. Higgins can have a big game underneath, this offense will have more opportunities to take it off the top. Higgins has the ability to make big plays as well, but if Burrow is connecting with both Chase and Higgins, just coming off what Key has just said, that could be an algorithm for success for mm -hmm. them to pull off the upset. An algorithm for success. <laughs> That's Those are four downs. There you go. One, no, it's two, the fourth three, down, Jay. It's fourth down, Jay. There you go. Yeah, well, you're rolling fourth now. Fourth down, Let's, Jay, man. That's... That's yeah? What's up? I'm rolling out, Key. <laughs> yes, you're rolling out. I get yeah. it. Jay is hot takes, yes. smoking. Okay, listen. Yeah, oh God. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. I have a shirt on, Max. You know, it's. We, remember this. We are. I'm, I'm talking to Jay, Will, my what? friend. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, and those are four. Now, guys, I, I got to tell you, what really stood out to me about that key was what what you said about um, about like you switch it up on Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, because I'm thinking, especially your tight end, got an MCL issue, a lot of attention is going to be paid to Jamar Chase. T. Higgins can eat in the middle of the field, you would think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's like analytics, right? It, they call it analytics in this day and age. We call it scouting report, and you get all of the scouting report in the big three-ring binder, and you go through it, and and you say down in distance, here's what they're going to do X percentage of the time. So you may decide to leave Jalen Ramsey on an island outside with Jamar Chase. And then all of a sudden, they slide Jamar Chase inside. So you say, oh, okay, we're going to combo cover him in the inside, but we're going to leave Jalen Ramsey outside on T. Higgins at the X spot, Y to his left by himself because he can handle that. It's almost like the Deion Sanders effect to a degree. The problem that you have when you think that Jalen Ramsey is going to shadow Jamar Chase all over the field, Jalen Ramsey has the tendencies at times to give up the goods. Mm. All you got to do is go back and look at the divisional game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mike Evans took the top off of it because at some point they're going to figure out what you're going to do in coverage. And, and Tom Brady and Byron Leftwich figured that out, and they went up top on Jalen Ramsey. So mixing things up, Raheem Morris, Keeping the defensive, uh, keeping the offensive of of uh, skill position players guessing is the best way to defeat that. Yeah, it, you know it 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 comes down to I think, and a lot of it, you guys touched on this, or Tim touched on it. 
the Bengals offensive line holding up to the to the front of the, the defensive front, especially because of Aaron Donald and what he helps create for guys like Von Miller and Floyd who don't need that much help on the one hand, right? Mm-hmm. And on the other, the Bengals dynamic receivers, you know, and the and and the and Joe Burrow's accuracy and and that stuff that he has where he can get to those guys even when it looks like the chips are down. And well, I, the thing that, well, yep. go ahead, Max, finish up. No, I that's it. Yeah. No, I was going to say the thing the thing that happens when you start to harass the quarterback is they move into the quick game. They move into exactly. the three-step drop yep. kind of game. And when you get into the quick game and you're running hitches and slants, now on the de- you're allowing the defense to dictate to you your offense. But what the defense has to do is they have to come up and tackle. And they have to make sure that they're getting guys like Jamar Chase on the ground. Now, you can't win the Super Bowl – from from first quarter to fourth quarter running quick game. It's just not going to happen. You've got to be able to have some explosive plays put in there at some point in time. So, you know, it, Cincinnati has got their work cut out for them. There's no question about it. But they can do it. It's not like the Rams are invincible. Key, I think a lot of the Rams' success, we obviously focus a lot on Joe Burrow. We'll talk about Jamar Chase. We'll talk about Jalen Ramsey. But I think so much of their success is predicated on the ground. Like Joe Mixon, like will he be able to create room with the running game to then open up the passing game? And I, I think that's going to be pivotal in this ball game. So when you think about the way we think about the history of a sport like the NFL, I love these moments because it hasn't been written this chapter yet. And think about, like, the Rams should win the game. The Rams are better up front. That should dictate it. Stafford has been as good as anyone with the money on the line in these playoffs. I'm taking the Bengals simply because of Joe Burrow. I just believe – that, like, this is how legends are born, right? They actually have to go out and beat the team that they're not exactly supposed to beat by making heroic plays down the stretch. And I'm betting that he'll do it. It might be a sucker's bet because just the odds are stacked against him. But the, the way we think of these guys now, Stafford, Burrow, McVay, Zach Taylor, all this is going to change in one way or another come Sunday night, right? We're going to come back here on Monday and have all this new information, and this will be... A, a, a big defining moment in a football era. Keyshawn, oh. J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. You fired up, Jay. Okay. Yeah, man. We have uh, yeah. Anthony Gargano coming right up here on ESPN Radio. Not yet. Yep. Not yet. Not yet. Max. No, not here. <laughs> Wait. Okay, I guess not. Have you ridden an electric e bike yet? You need to check out Electric e bikes today, the number one selling e bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. 
Breaking news, a blockbuster trade. Guard James Harden gets what he wants, a trade to the 76ers. Point guard Ben Simmons gets what he wants as well, a one-way ticket out of Philadelphia. The Brooklyn Nets revolve around Kevin Durant. If he didn't want this move to happen, it wouldn't happen. This could potentially, not definitively, but this could potentially go down as the worst day in the career of Daryl Morgan. The worst day. There's a lot of buzz that Nets have won this trade and this and that. It's a cool lineup, but like one guy can't play home games yet. One guy hasn't played in how many months? But it's provocative. It gets the people going, Max. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel. Lady, on your smart speakers, download the podcast. Guys, one thing we haven't talked about yet today about this deal for Harden is James Harden's career um, has been spectacular in the regular season, but he has yet to win a championship. Now, on the one hand, Harden has gotten his teams closer than they ought to have gotten. Like when KD was on the Warriors – the invincible KD Warriors. Even LeBron was like, I can't do anything with these guys. Harden and them hosted a game seven against that KD Warriors team. CP3 didn't even play. The Rockets missed every shot. And they still only lost by single digits. Like, Harden got him. He choked in the end. He didn't hit any shots. But he got him closer than anyone should have gotten against that Warriors team. But it brings up the point. He has yet to win a championship. He wanted out of Houston. He went to Brooklyn in a super team. They didn't do anything. Now he forced his way out of Philly. Listen to Zach Lowe on the Low uh, Post to- uh, podcast. The Low Post host on the Low Post podcast on James Harden. This is it for James Harden. They traded Seth Curry and Andre Drummond, but they kept Tybal. They kept Maxi. Tobias Harris is still here. Danny Green's still here. Uh, Shake Milton maybe will come back at some point. Korkmaz, Niang. They have enough depth. Plus, they'll get a buyout guy. I'm sure to have. A real team. Their offense should be pretty much unstoppable with shooting all around their two centerpiece players. Right now, his postseason resume is justifiably defined by meltdowns. Three 2 of 11 games. Three games in which he shot 2 of 11. The criticism of his postseason performance is not unfair. It's not cherry-picking. It has been below his standard, more so than it has been for almost any other superstar in recent NBA history. That, combined with all of this drama that he's left in his wake, look, it's time. The time is now. This is it. Jay, I've been saying this about Harden. Like, and people, he's, he's choked a lot. Like, I don't know how else to put it, man. I call it like I see it. <laughs> he has choked a lot. Like, when you need it most, it's like, oh, this dude, even when he's good, Jay, he's not as good as he normally is, right? Doesn't he have to come? To, what's at stake right now? Doesn't he have to win a championship? 1,000, yes. This is this man's legacy right here. And... Exactly what Zach just said, combined with the fact that they were up, what, three games to one in the series, right? End up choking that series away. Like, so it's, it's a combination of all the players that James Harden has played with. The CP3s and how that didn't work. Russell Westbrook and how that didn't work. The fact that he was with KD and KD and Russell begin and with. and everyone. Yeah. All these things, right? And it didn't work. So... The fact that now he's with Joel Embiid, who's having an MVP caliber year, coming off a hamstring injury, like, he better win a championship. Because if you don't, your legacy is going to be more about, look at all the teams, look look how he's treated everybody. Look how all these teams that he's left. Or he's choking. And my thing is, I will always remember as a hooper key, I will always remember the greatness that he has had on the court. I will remember how innovative he is offensively. I will remember how he's one of the most prolific scorers the game of basketball has ever seen. But the everyday fan, 
they'll probably remember all the things that have been negative about how he's forced his way out and how he's choked and how he's never really won championships, especially if they don't win one here in Philly. There's no question that he just made his life tougher by leaving uh, Brooklyn and going to Philadelphia. I would have personally liked to have seen him stay a little bit longer, maybe another year or so, and then if he wanted to get out, get out. I mean, there's no question about that. Um, But, you know, if he goes there and he wins, then we won't even be having this conversation. We would would say, okay, all he needed was Embiid. But I think – even more so, not just about James, but I was thinking about this, Doc Rivers. This just put a lot of heat on Doc. Mm. This put a lot of heat, and people ain't talking about that or thinking about that. It just put a lot of heat on Doc Rivers to get it done as well because you now have a championship-caliber team, and as Zach said, maybe they get another player on a buyout contract type situation that comes in as, as some help, but when you think about that narrative that was left in Los Angeles when Doc left to go take the Philly job or was fired or resigned or whatever you want to call it, and then all of a sudden he he uh, goes and he takes the uh, Philadelphia job, now he gets this superstar that they so badly wanted and coveted. Now you're looking at that too and like, ooh, when y'all going to cash that in? Yeah, Key, and I think that in combination with – I look at the James Harden and the Ben Simmons situation differently. Like and I'm not I, I'm not advocating for which one, for which either one has done right because I would have told them both to battle through the scenarios, but I look at Ben Simmons as a young pup in this thing, man. 25 years old, grew up in Australia, still trying to get acclimated to how competitive this game is and deal with adversity. Where I looked at James when he got his way out of Houston, I was like, man, James has been a vet, and now the way he's got his way out of Brooklyn, like it's not like he got himself out of a. It was a crazy situation because of the pandemic and everything happening, and I hear that. But you had KD and Kyrie. This is potentially the best trio the game of basketball has ever seen. Yeah, he was on, once upon a time, a team that had maybe the greatest young nucleus of any sport ever. KD, Westbrook, Harden, Ibaka, they're all under 22 years old. And fast forward 10 years or whatever it is, and now he's on a team where KD is there and, and Kyrie Irving is there. He's had a lot in between. And he's left both times. Me, so, Jay, as a, as a basketball player that's been in those locker rooms and played in the NBA and stuff like that, why, why did James, in your opinion, this is just your opinion, mm-hmm. why do you think he wanted in and then wanted out? I think he wanted in because of how bad the Houston situation was in his eyes and because of that relationship with KD and Kyrie. I think he wanted out because of what's happening with Kyrie and that dimension between him and KD. And he never felt like he was going to be – I don't think he felt like he was going to be the guy in Brooklyn. I think a lot has to do with James Harden being – he's going to be – even though it's Joel Embiid's team – He's going to be the guy in Philly. James Harden has had essentially 30-point triple-double-ish seasons now until last year for a while. One of the greatest regular season players who ever lived. What will his legacy be? There is a championship window right now in Philadelphia. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? 
You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.